Being full-time firefighters and EMS workers, we get different types of paid time off, or PTO, as your organization may call it. Whether it's vacation time or sick time, or just a type of general leave, it exists as a way to help us take time away from work that we need to either recharge or to heal. The way we do this can look a lot of different ways. Maybe we need to take sick time to cart kids to doctor's appointments or dentist's appointments. Maybe we need to take sick time because we ate a bad burrito the night before. I don't know. Or maybe we need to take sick time because our mental health isn't doing so hot. Whatever the reason, it exists for you to use. In today's episode, I'll provide you some perspective on why we should be using our sick time or PTO. I'll talk about the stigmas that we place on ourselves and others when we do use sick time. And I'm going to encourage you to use, but not abuse, the sick time that you're entitled to. We feel like it's up to us to hold the line. As we light the spark within ourselves, it comes from way deep down inside. We're so sick of the status quo. We are here to let you know. Unaddressed problems are alive. When I got hired on full-time with a fire service organization back in 2005, I wasn't particularly paying attention to the benefits package. Things like medical and dental benefits or options for paid time off. I'm being 100% honest here. I was just happy to be hired doing my dream job. I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate. When I'd test with different organizations, I wasn't really paying so much attention to the benefits package and the differences and I wasn't trying to be choosy. I was just trying to get hired. And honestly, I didn't pay attention to even the hourly rate or annual salary. <laughs> like I said, I was just focused on getting that job. I was trying my hardest to get hired and figured that the rest would work itself out. And quite honestly, it has. I mean, we all struggle with insurance premiums, right? That's a nightmare. Every year we go through the same thing. Um, open enrollment, right? And we, we switch insurance companies like maybe every year. I don't know. The volatility of that market is crazy. But uh, we all know that insurance companies don't exist to help people make payouts, right? I can't help but think of that scene in one of my favorite Pixar movies, The Incredibles, where Bob, Mr. Incredible, works at an insurance company for his cover. And he winds up doing what he can do to help people in that role. <laughs> and by doing that, he gets pulled in the office and reamed for helping people in their time of need. His boss yells at him and tells him how it's really his job to help the stakeholders and not the policyholders. It's messed up, right? But we all know that's how insurance companies operate. They'd rather spend a lot of money in order to not pay out to the policyholders than to do the thing that they originally exist for and return the money people pay into the system in order to have that security of some kind if disaster ever happens. Anyway, getting a little off topic, but let's jump back on the rails. My goal in this episode is to talk about our paid time off or our PTO, as some of you may know it as. Some organizations break it up into vacation or sick time, like two different categories, and some organizations pool it all together and just call it PTO, like I mentioned. 
regardless of how your organization refers to it. It's your time to do what you want with. And your employer or the people you work with shouldn't make you feel guilty for using it as needed. During this past year, the COVID virus has run rampant across the U.S. And being on the front line of, of the pandemic puts us in a direct line of sight for exposure and illness. And I'm sure some of you out there may have even had the Rona, right? And I know it's made its way through my organization with entire crews getting exposed and infected. And personally, I've run on some significant exposure calls myself. But fortunately, I still haven't gotten it. I'm not all that concerned, though. Anyway, like I don't have a vaccine. I didn't get a vaccine. I've been pretty good. Um, exercise, eating right, staying healthy. Those are my, that's my mantra for my entire life. Uh, I'm not going to change it now. But anyway, my point for talking about all of this is that A, I understand that we have an inherent feeling that we need to be at work or else people won't get the help that they need. And we tend to feel guilty for that. And B, we aren't superhuman, and we need to make sure that we consider our own health first so that we can take care of the people we serve and the people we serve with. I mentioned that there's a stigma when it comes to taking sick time. And I'm not sure if many of you out there have encountered this, but I definitely have in my career, where people have bragged about how they've never used sick time. Oh, I've never used sick time. Like it's some kind of badge of honor, right? And it displays their perceived work ethic to the world when in fact, it does the exact opposite. If you've not used sick time because you genuinely don't get sick, then that's great. Maybe I can have you on the show and you can share your amazing secrets to immortality with us. But let's answer the question, when is a good time to use sick time or PTO? Let me share with you my, my metric for measuring whether or not I personally decide to use sick time. I ask myself this question. If I go to work feeling this way, will I be an asset or a liability? It's as simple as that. And this goes for mental health as well. So don't think that I restrict this just to tummy issues, right? Or eating a, eating a bad burrito. The way I see it, we have 20 days off a month to make our doctor's appointments, our dentist appointments, and any other medical appointments we might have. Making our appointments for those days is the responsible thing to do. But at the same time, I understand that maybe our kid's pediatrician doesn't always have openings when we need them. I get it. I've been there three times over. Those instances are warranted. And like I'd mentioned in episode 117, when you're at work, be at work. If you find yourself distracted by things that need to be handled in person or things are dominating your workday with logistic phone calls of maybe real estate deals that are getting hung up, then take the time off that you need to deal with those things. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Touching back on the guys who brag about never using sick time. That doesn't mean that they don't get sick because I'll tell you what, I've witnessed people who say, uh, I've never used sick time or I don't use sick time. I don't believe in using sick time. I've witnessed those people come to work with the flu and puke their guts out all so they can say that they aren't using their sick time, which is completely asinine, right? You're obviously sick. You're exposing us all to whatever it is you have. Stay home. You're, you're a huge liability in that case. So not only are these people missing the concept completely, 
they look like complete fools. Like I said, they bring that illness into work. They expose us. They expose the people they serve. They're a complete liability. Can you imagine being on a fire with that person who's puking in their mask? Like it's all around not a good idea to come to work sick. Side note, I walked into the local community college here uh, in my area that I teach at, and there was a big sign. And as, as there are all over right now due to COVID, but on this sign, it said, if you are experiencing these symptoms, go home. Diarrhea, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, fever or chills, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing, muscle or body aches, sore throat. It was a laundry list. And I couldn't help but think to myself, is, isn't that just the general rule? Shouldn't you not be going to work or school if you experience those things even when we aren't in a pandemic situation, I couldn't help but laugh because to me, I mean, all those things fit the bill, right? Pandemic or not, like if you're crapping yourself, if, you, if you've got diarrhea going on or you're vomiting, guess what? Maybe don't go to work. Maybe don't go to school. Hmm. Weird, right? If you have any of that stuff going on and you come to work, think about it. Are you an asset or a liability? That shouldn't be too hard of a question to answer. I'm just amazed at the basic courtesy that people don't have for each other. And if you don't feel well, do yourself and everyone around you a favor and stay home. Don't go out and demand that people change their behavior and their freedoms because you have an ailment or you are at high risk. If you're the one that has an ailment or at high risk, stay home. Stay home. The ones who demand others around them to cater to them are the real selfish ones. And it's unbelievable. Anyway, moving on. I'd like to share another way that we ultimately screw our brothers and sisters when we misuse our sick time. Now, I don't want to mix messages here, but the focus of this episode is to encourage you to use the sick time that you're entitled to. However, I don't want you to abuse it and exploit systems that may be in place. So at my organization, we have Telestaff. I'm not sure if any of you out there are familiar with that. So it's like an online system and it allows us to schedule our vacation far in advance, right? I think there's a rule that if like the window is less than 24 hours prior to your shift, you can't schedule vacation time or you have to at least get special permission, mainly because it disrupts staffing at the last minute. Uh, and even though calling out sick disrupts staffing at the last minute, the point is to not disrupt it as best you can, right? We don't want to be that guy. I'd heard about a situation where a guy was abusing telestaff and everyone from his captain to the most junior firefighter to those on the AMBO crew were trying to help this guy see that what he was doing and how he was exploiting the system was ultimately screwing his brothers and sisters in their efforts to schedule legitimate vacation with their families far in advance. Now, I don't share this to give you ideas on how to exploit or game your systems, guys. I'm really not doing that. I share it because I see it as a dick move. And so did the guys on this guy's crew, which is why they brought it to his attention. So I give you all out there much more credit and accept that you all probably schedule your time off well in advance when you can, right? Like responsible adults. That being said, let me tell you what this guy would do. 
Let's say you have a specific weekend that you'd like to take off a couple months from now. So you schedule your vacation time on the online system so that everyone can see it and you've guaranteed that time off for you as a responsible adult. I'm going to be saying that a lot here probably. <laughs> Let's say that in this system, only three suppression personnel can be scheduled for vacation at a time. So that means any given day or any given shift, I guess I should say, the maximum slots for vacation time is three. All other time off would have to come in the form of a work trade or shift swap or sick time. So what this individual would do is he would schedule his vacation time, taking up one of those three slots. And as a result, everyone else on that shift would be restricted for vacation for that specific day. This doesn't sound bad at all, right? Like this is what the system is there for. Well, just wait. So during the time between when he would schedule his vacation time in the system and the actual date, he would work on getting work trades. Then when and if he secured a work trade between that window, he would remove his vacation reservation in the system and have the work trade work it for him, saving his vacation time. So why would he do this? Maybe you're asking, maybe you already know the answer, but some organizations get paid out on any vacation hours that they don't use at the end of each fiscal year because of unfunded liability, right? Which is exactly why this guy would work so hard to secure his work trades so he could get that payout, so he could bank his vacation hours and get that payout. But here's the icing on the cake. If he didn't secure a work trade, he would still remove his vacation slot and then call out sick at the last minute. Ultimately, what this did was one, made the BC scramble for staffing at the last minute, and two, it would screw anyone else who was looking to secure vacation time for that same window because he'd gobbled it up. Oh, and three, he would use the organization system against itself so that he was sure to get paid out on that vacation time he didn't use by using sick time instead. Shenanigans, right? Some people don't see anything wrong with exploiting the system to your benefit, but personally, I've got a problem with that. And a lot of other people did too. So my point in telling you all this is to let you know that the shenanigans that this guy would put into play not only made him look immoral, and like he didn't really give a crap about his brothers and sisters who wanted to schedule legitimate vacation time, but it made him untrustworthy to those who worked with him. People stopped doing work trades with him, and he ultimately was forced to use the vacation hours that he was so desperately trying to bank up. So rather than just do things the ethical way and utilize the vacation hours appropriately, he was gaming the system, and it came back to bite him in the ass. Not only does he now have to use the vacation hours that he hoarded, but he's been blacklisted in the work trade pool. So was it worth it? Again, some would argue that it is. There are some people out there that argue his side, but I would disagree. I've never been a part of an organization that utilized a general PTO pool that you'd pull hours from. Now, some, some of you guys out there, maybe that's how your organization does it. I've always had two different pools, sick and vacation. However, my goal with each of these pools is to use them as I see fit. And when it comes to sick time, again, I ask myself, 
if I go to work feeling this way, am I an asset or a liability? And again, this question not only applies to how I'm feeling physically, but it applies to how I'm feeling mentally as well. Back in 2017, I'd learned that firefighter and first responder suicides surpassed those of line of duty deaths. That metric shook me. One suicide is one too many. But for mental health to become such a sleeper cell in a time where resources seem very prevalent shook me, and I felt I needed to take action in some way. It's one of the reasons I started the United Firefighter Podcast. I wanted to provide a resource for people like, like me in the firefighting community who wanted some perspective and didn't just want to hear war stories about calls that they've been on. I wanted to talk about the things that face us in our firefighter and EMS communities. I wanted to work on structures and strategies to help us navigate those challenges and then send them out into the world and hopefully people see some value in it. That's my whole goal here, to add value, to start dialogue, and to level up by learning something new every week. Our bodies follow our minds. If we allow our minds to be clouded with negativity and hopelessness, then our bodies will follow. We won't find value or motivation in eating right, exercising, and maintaining the standard that we promised the community that we would. Fortunately, there's a way back. You can choose your mindset. You can choose to let the darkness overtake you, or you can choose to light the spark to keep the darkness at bay. It only takes the smallest of flames to keep darkness at bay. In the fire and EMS world, we all have a level of darkness within us. We do. We joke about it. We deal with it in different ways. But how you manage and use it is up to you. And ultimately, it can be your greatest downfall or your greatest superpower. I encourage you to choose the latter. So when you're in a mental funk and you feel like you don't really want to be at work and that you may need a day to just chill or take a day to get your head right, do it. Use your sick time. Don't feel guilty about it. That's what it's there for. You shouldn't feel guilty for making sure that you're ready and in the right physical and mental space to do what you need to do when the tones kick out. Do yourself a favor, do your crew a favor, and do the people you serve a favor, and use your sick time when appropriate. Remove the guilt, guys. Remove the guilt. I hope this doesn't cause a huge wave of people using their sick time out there. <laughs> they don't want to cause like huge absences or anything. My goal in this episode was to help remove any guilt you may have in regards to taking care of yourself. If we left our jobs tomorrow for whatever reason, you know what would happen? Nothing. Life would continue on. Someone would fill your spot. Calls would still come in and people on fire trucks and ambulances would still respond to those calls. My goal here is to remind you that not all of it is resting on your shoulders. And if you need to take some time to realign and get things right mentally, then so be it. And please, 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 if you're puking up a storm, please don't come to work. You clearly shouldn't be there. I've seen a lot of things, guys, and I know you have too. I've seen brains on the highway, legs and arms strewn about, weak old rotting corpses. And I'm pretty solid when it comes to all of that. But when it comes to puke or hearing people puke, <laughs> I gag. I can't help it. So please do those of us a favor who can't handle that 
and stay home. <laughs> what are some experiences you guys have had in debating whether or not to take time off and utilize sick time? What are some things you've utilized to help you get back to good physically or mentally? I uh, I come from a Hispanic family that always wanted to like cut a lemon in half and hold it up to the side of my head and somehow that was going to fix me. Mijo, dame lo lemon. Like, take this lemon and put it on the side of your head. What are some remedies that have worked for you? I'm not saying that lemon on the side of the head worked for me, but I'm curious. What are some of the things you guys employ? Can you add something to the conversation? Share it with those of us in the group by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash groups slash ignited firefighter podcast community here you can connect directly with me and firefighters from all over the world you can gain some perspective and get some support from brothers and sisters who actually care about building up the brotherhood this is what it should be all about guys this is it you can also find me on instagram and twitter at ignited ff engage with me and the rest of us in the group i want you to get as much value out of this experience as possible. Remember, you only get out what you put in. Again, guys, thanks for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. <laughs>